Good morning. I'm coming to you a little differently today. I wasn't able to create a live video on the Blue Lotus page. That's happened before. I don't know what that what that's about. So I'm on my page and then I'll share it to Blue Lotus when we're done. So you may or may not be seeing this right now if you usually go to Blue Lotus. So, so something we have to get worked out. So this morning, it's September the 23rd, and it's just a beautiful day here. It's still cooler. It's, uh, I was working with the Florida group last night on Zoom, and of course they're still very much in summer. And uh, here I was telling them I wore a long sleeve shirt yesterday, so that was uh, rather remarkable after such a long hot summer. So today we have a beautiful early fall day. We might go back to some uh, hotter days, but it's just lovely to have this weather this time of the year when we're getting uh, finishing the summer and moving into fall. So today we are on day 16 of our pilgrimage into India to see the sacred sites of the life of the Buddha. And we're reading from Kenan Visaki's edition of uh, a, it's a Pilgrim's Companion, readings from Buddhist texts to enhance a pilgrimage to the sacred sites. And they live in Sri Lanka now. They're from uh, the U.S. But they've taken many pilgrimages to India over the years, and I'm sure to all of the special sites in Sri Lanka, and they've gone on their own, and they've gone with groups, and they've also led people there. So they've put together a pilgrimage with text that can be read or reflected on uh, when they're at different sites, and it's, these are, I love uh, pilgrimage books like this, and uh, they they really are inspiring because you can just imagine being on that trip with them and being at those sites where there may be uh, shrines and lots of uh, lots of activity going on or they might just be in a spot where it feels like you're right back 2600 years ago and it's a good place to sit and work with your practice, so to read something from the teachings of the Buddha or read uh, from a teacher, listen to a guide talk, or uh, often I've seen in Sri Lanka there'll be monks that are leading groups of students or pilgrims around and just talking about the site to them, but also teaching them Dhamma that might relate to that spot or what was going on in the Buddha's life and uh, it's inspiring. I haven't been to India myself so I like this. So today the reflection, it's day 16, the reading is the simile of the six animals from the Samyutta Nikaya 35 to and and the reflection is be familiar with death. 
and that's very short, but it has some poignant messages. So you can sit while we're while we're um, while I'm reading, and just uh, be in a meditation position with your eyes closed, and just begin with your focus on your breath. Just observing your natural breath, calming the body, relaxing the body. And that's where you can start if you'd like to. And then we'll just, with any time we have left over, we'll just continue with our meditation after the readings. The simile of the six animals. The Buddha said, one should develop restraint of the six senses. Now remember in Buddhism, we also include the mind as a sense, so that's why we have six. There's our mind, which includes all of our thinking and processing, and our sight, smell, hearing, taste, and our body contact. Suppose that a man caught six animals, a snake, a crocodile, a bird, a dog, a jackal, and a monkey, tied each of them by a strong rope and tied the six ropes together in a knot at the center. Then he let go of the ropes. Those six animals having different domains and different feeding grounds would pull in six different directions. The snake would pull one way thinking, let me enter an anthill. The crocodile would pull another way, thinking, let me enter the water. The bird would pull another way, thinking, let me fly up into the sky. The dog would pull another way, thinking, let me enter the village. The jackal would pull away, pull another way, thinking, let me enter the charnel ground. The monkey would pull another way, thinking, let me enter the forest. When these six animals became worn out, they would be dominated by the one among them that was strongest. They would submit to it and come under its control. In the same way, when one has not developed and cultivated mindfulness directed to the body, the eye pulls in the direction of agreeable forms and is repelled by disagreeable forms. The ear pulls in the direction of agreeable sounds. The nose pulls in the direction of agreeable odors. The tongue pulls in the direction of agreeable taste. The body pulls in the direction of agreeable tactile objects. The body pulls in the direction of agreeable mental phenomena and is repelled by disagreeable mental formula. Close my door. We have asphalt paving going on outside. So that's an uh, that's an unagreeable sound. So my nose, my uh, ears were leading me then. So it is with non-restraint. When one sees a form with the eye, if that person is intent upon a pleasing form, and repelled by a displeasing form, 
that one dwells without having set up mindfulness of the body. And if he and that person does not understand as it really is that liberation of mind by wisdom, wherein those evil, unwholesome states cease without remainder. Oh, I missed something. I'm sorry. Okay. When one sees of this, I'm going to start all over with this paragraph. So it is with non-restraint. When one sees a form with the eye, if that person is intent upon a pleasing form and repelled by a displeasing form, that one dwells without having set up mindfulness of the body and does not understand as it really is that liberation of mind by wisdom wherein those evil, unwholesome states, states cease without remainder. It is the same for hearing a sound with the ear, smelling a note, an odor with the nose, tasting a flavor with the tongue, feeling a tactile object with the body, and cognizing a mental phenomenon with the mind. Now suppose that a man caught those six animals and tied each of them by a strong rope. Then he tied the six ropes to a strong post in the center. Those six animals would again each pull in the direction of its own feeding ground and domain. When they became worn out, however, they would move close to the post and rest. In the same way, when one has developed mindfulness directed to the body, the eye does not pull in the direction of agreeable forms, nor are agreeable forms repulsive. The ear does not pull in the direction of agreeable sounds. The nose does not pull in the direction of agreeable odors. The tongue does not pull in the direction of agreeable taste. The body does not pull in the direct direction of agreeable tactile objects. The mind does not pull in the direction of agreeable mental phenomena, nor are disagreeable mental phenomena repulsive. So it is with restraint. When one sees the form with the eye, if he is not intense upon a, if he is not intent upon a pleasing form and repelled by a displeasing form, he dwells having set up of mindfulness of the body, and he understands as it really is that liberation of mind by wisdom, wherein those evil and wholesome states cease without remainder. It is the same for hearing a sound with the ear smelling an odor with the nose, tasting a flavor with the tongue, feeling a tactile object with the body, and cognizing a mental phenomenon with the mind. The strong post represents mindfulness directed to the body. Therefore you should train yourself thus. We will develop and cultivate mindfulness directed to the body. We will make it our vehicle and our basis. We will exercise ourselves in it and fully perfect it. And again, that's from Samyutta Nikaya 35, 247. So 
we train this body in mindfulness. So we, there, are, there are no agreeable or disagreeable things that we're, we're moving between. And here's the reflection. And just continue in your meditation posture, just allowing this reflection to, just to allow it lightly into your mind. Be familiar with death. Understand death. Be familiar with death. Death approaches. Just as each step step a calf takes towards the slaughterhouse takes him closer to death, so death approaches with each passing day. Death is inevitable, like the sun, after rising in the east, moves steadily to set in the west. Death is like a river, always flowing, rushing downstream. Death is like the drop of water on the tip of a blade of grass, evaporated by the sun. Death is like the stream that dries up in the summer, leaving only its banks bereft of water. Death is like water poured into the sand, disappearing without a trace. Death is like the overripe fruit fruit that finally falls from the tree. Death is like the clay vessel which the potter smashes with his hammer. Just as a mushroom emerges with a cap of soil, when we are born, we carry... Oh, then we have a misprint. <laughs> Let me just imagine. Okay, with just as a mushroom emerges with a cap of soil, when we are born, we carry death. So be familiar with death. These are this is uh, not to be morbid and not to cause us to be depressed. But this is just to help us wake up. This is just to help us realize life is precious. This life is precious. And there's, there's a lot we can do to, to learn how to find true happiness, to be, to be awake, to find ourselves, to wake up to the Dhamma, to wake up to the beauty of the world and the reality of how precious and short our lives are and do as much as we can with these lives. So it's a topic for our contemplation and just for our awareness so we don't waste time. So why don't we sit together? We still have some time. You can close your eyes if that's possible, unless you're in a place where you're in charge of something and need to need to have them open. So if your eyes are open, you can let them be kind of uh, directing your gaze downward. So your eyes are rather half open. We want some distraction from everything visual because that visual captivates so much of our attention. 
Close your eyes if you can. Be aware of the body breathing. Let your posture be uh, upright and uplifted. So you can feel your spine just stretching up. If you're on the floor, if you're on a cushion or a chair, if you're in bed, you can still meditate. You can find a comfortable position where you can stay awake. So don't fall asleep yet. Observe your breath. And our awareness is on the body breathing and we can observe that uh, sensation of the breath either around our nostrils or, and just right up a little bit inside and that area above our upper lip or you can observe your breath in your belly because you can feel the belly rise a little bit as you inhale contract as you exhale and it's easy easier to feel that movement it's a more basic awareness it's a little bit more difficult to catch it around your nose it's a very light focus Feel your presence in your body. A reading is talking about that mindfulness of the body. So often we spend our days with no mindfulness of the body. often led by whatever our strongest sense is picking up on during the day. We may be constantly thinking about something and just going from one thought to the next and being led around by those sometimes random thoughts. We might be distracted by things that we hear or listening to or sounds we're paying attention to and that might make us happy or unhappy. We 
can always spend the day just chasing around whatever our senses are bringing to us, whether we like it or not. And practicing with the body, our mindfulness with our bodies is a way to tame those senses When we practice, when we sit, we can allow our body to take in all, all of the senses, sense input coming in, that data coming in from outside. But one of the things we're training in is not to judge, not to uh, really desire whatever that those senses are bringing in, we're learning not to act on them or have a viewpoint about them. Just let them be, whether it's a noise or a thought, whether the air is a little too cold or a little too hot. Just let everything come and go just the way it is. thoughts to arise. Don't try to repress your thoughts, but remember you don't have to act on them or engage your attention with the thoughts. They are just, it's just another sense organ. So just allow the thoughts to come and then allow them to go. everything to just rise and fall away.
Now, if you can continue on, please do. My time with you is up for today. I'll be here tomorrow. But if you can sit longer, a few minutes more or 15, 20 minutes more, just keep sitting. And today is a good day to practice mindfulness of the body. Body is very important in our practice. So thank you for being part of my practice. Uh, may everything we do or say or think today be done for our own benefit. And also may we send it forward for the benefit of all other living beings. <laughs>